This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal. And Bill, the uh, standards uh, tale that I was told when I ran campaigns is there were three questions you had to answer for a candidate. Do I like you? Do I trust you? And can you do the job? Those three questions in that order. And based on the brand new poll numbers, it looks like Hillary Clinton is failing at least two and a half of those three. Yeah, people still think she might be able to do the job, but uh, she doesn't seem to be well-liked um, and certainly not well-trusted. I'm very struck that she's now gone underwater, as the political press say, in both polls in terms of a favorable and unfavorable. That's really the core question. Back when I was in politics, you always wanted to look at first, I think. I mean, just where do the voters, what's the voters' basic sense of you? And it's tough winning an election if you're below 50-50, obviously. You can lose an election when you're above 50-50 if the guy you're running against or woman you're running against is even more popular than you are, obviously. Hillary Clinton, in any case, the CNN poll released this morning is now, I think, at 46 favorable, right. 50 unfavorable. I think it's her worst number than that poll ever. She was at 53-44 just two or three months ago. So she had, she was never, she always had a high on favorability. She's been a polarizing figure for an awful long time in American politics, obviously. But to go underwater among all, uh, uh, I think it's all registered voters, right. not even a likely voter screen, is, is bad. And then in the Washington Post poll, looking at this morning, it's almost exactly the same, 45-49. And again, a couple of months ago, she was slightly, uh, she was the other way, she was 49-46. And Bill, the the other number that I thought was interesting is we've known that uh, she's not trustworthy in the minds of many voters. But this this number, when you're when you're approaching sixty percent of the voters saying that you're not trustworthy, sev- only seventy percent of your own party, Democrats, are, are now saying that they find would describe Hillary Clinton as trustworthy. Uh, that's a real problem and one that I'm not sure how you would go about solving it. I guess that's the question. I mean, what what can you do to erase the image that's there, especially when the image is based on so much reality, so much experience? This isn't a case where people have sort of, you know, a, a first impression of someone they don't know well, which can be corrected by doing a lot of TV interviews and meeting a lot of voters and convincing them that you're not what they first thought you were. This is someone who's awfully, awfully, awfully well-known. And I think it would be more worrisome, therefore, to her campaign to have these kinds of numbers. But, you know, there's a lot of talk in uh, Democratic circles, Bill, that you don't have to be trusted to win the presidency or to, you know, have people say you can do the job as president. Do you believe that? Do you believe if Nixon had been, for example, Nixon before the elections in 68 and 72, he could have won? 
I mean, I think Nixon was probably hurt and taken out 68 for a minute. I mean, you've got Vietnam, urban riots, Hubert Humphrey staggers to the Democratic nomination after Bobby Kennedy has assassinated the Chicago Convention. Even so, Richard Nixon wins by, I think, one point at the end. The numbers close again. The race closes against them for the last few weeks. Uh, now, some of that has, you know, you might say George Wallace has sorted those results. But I think it shows that it's tough. It's, it, it is tough to hold, you know, voters want to trust their president. They want to like their president. If you're a Republican looking at these polls, what's striking is, uh, A, there's no front runner. I think one poll has no Republican above 11, the other none above 14. They both have probably a five, six point march of error, you know, among, within each party. This is a small sample. So you're really talking about six, seven candidates within the margin of error uh, in each poll and, and a few others trailing, you know, a couple of points behind. So right. everyone just, you know, 11, 10, 10, 8, 7, 7, 6, that kind of race. So it's a totally wide open race. But for the slightly better ones like Rubio and Walker, their numbers are decent. I wouldn't say they're great. I think, you know, Republic, the Republican Party, you've said this many times, Michael, and it, it's always confirmed in these polls. The Republican Party has a brand problem. People are not, they don't hear the word Republican and think, yippee, that's great. Let's have one of them as president. Uh, Rubio seems just looking, I was just looking at the data a little bit right. in the internals of these polls. Marco Rubio seems to be the one who's so far done the best at overcoming the Republican wrath. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting to me is how high the negatives are on, uh, for example, Walker, when so few people know who Scott Walker is. I mean, let's face it, you, know, you and you know, political junkies know, but to the average person out there, just they're not thinking of politics yet. And yet this kind of knee jerk, this the, the Republicans I'm concerned about. And yet when you look at the CNN poll, Bill, and you look at the head to head matchups, the brand problem begins to fade uh, because Paul Rubio Walker are all within essentially the margin of error. No, in the margin of error with Hillary now before the first punch is thrown, before any of Hillary's record is brought to the fore. And I think that's a very good sign for the GOP. Right, and it's moved. I mean, it's moving in the right right direction. I've been worried, you and I talked about this maybe three weeks ago or so, that for all the weaknesses of Hillary, she was consistently beating Republicans. She still is consistently beating Republicans in the actual matchup. So that's not nothing. But I talked to my colleague Jay Cost, who you've also done uh, had on these podcasts. Obviously, he writes for us so often. He's very shrewd about these things. He was less worried. He thought that given how little, uh, how less well known the Republicans were. You know, if you're behind something like 4640, you're probably close to even. So you're just you're just missing some Republicans who don't know who you are who will vote for right. you at the end of the day. But that's it's even more encouraging in the last poll. The, the the numbers have moved. Hillary has lost her edge. She's now down to one, two, three, four points in some cases over the Republicans. She's below 50. It does suggest it's not going to be an easy race. It's just a pretty uh, high score for Democrats, it seems like. I just don't think you could knock them below 45 or so, you know. But it does look like a good Republican candidate um, really could, you know, could beat Hillary Clinton. I think there's there's real reason for optimism here, but no reason for complacency, that's for sure. And just to put some more icing on this delicious cake— the uh, ABC News poll, which was a poll of Americans, not voters, so that's the you know the loosest group, is so pro-Democrat that they gave Bill Clinton a 73% approval rating, and yet Hillary was still you know below 50% with them, 
And uh, this is also uh, the uh, uh, poll of people who aren't following the race that closely. And so the bias against Republicans would tend to be heightened. The natural avert, you know, uh, attraction of a celebrity. I've just just I've, I've heard of Hillary. Other people seem to like her. And despite all that, she's still struggling. So that brings us to the key Bill Crystal question. Do the Democrats, they got plenty of time. I've seen them switch candidates, Bill, in New Jersey, you know, weeks before an election in order to hang on to a seat. Do the Democrats get to a point where they look at Hillary Clinton and go, you're just the wrong person for this cycle. We love you, but we're going to do something else. You know, I thought for a long time Hillary was more vulnerable than most people have thought, but um, she's hung in there at 60 percent of the polls. She's still there. Could Bernie Sanders be the Gene McCarthy of this race? McCarthy in 67, 68, uh, wounded Lyndon Johnson, who looked, of course, totally inevitable at this time in 1967, the incumbent president. And then Bobby Kennedy got in and might have beaten uh, Humphrey once Johnson got out uh, for the nomination. And, of course, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Um, could someone get in and play the Bobby Kennedy role with Warren? I've thought of, we've all thought of her. What about Joe Biden? You know, I'm thinking about him because of the uh, terrible tragedy about his son's uh, early death from brain cancer. And uh, But then I just was thinking about Biden more generally. Uh, he's not a bad politician. He's a likable guy. You know, a lot of people don't agree with him. Maybe he's a little goofy, overdone it sometimes. But a lot of people think he has a good heart. And I could see Joe Biden deciding in two or three months once he you know, gets over um, grieving for his son. You know, why shouldn't I just take one shot at it? And he can do it in a sort of happy warrior sort of way. Uh, you do wonder if Bernie Sanders is pummeling Hillary from the left and Joe Biden gets in and Obama's the loyal vice president who's like a working class guy and a guy who's had some setbacks, you know, personal tragedies in his life, but he's overcome and wants to do one last thing for the country he loves. You can imagine Joe Biden uh, and Bernie Sanders together, I think, creating some problems for Hillary Clinton. I said it to a Democrat the other day, though, and he said to me, nope, she's got the women. And I guess that is the question. Does she just have such support among women, among Democratic women, that that block never goes away, and that block's a huge block, obviously, and that just keeps her from you know beating back all possible challengers? I don't know. And another development is uh, apparently the draft Elizabeth Warren movement has announced that 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 website and whatever that you know new media coalition is has said they're moving on to other missions which means that it's even less likely that Elizabeth Warren gets in, which leaves it to Hillary Clinton, which means that the candidate who is not trusted or liked by a majority of voters is almost certain to be the Democratic nominee. How do even the Republicans screw this one up, Bill Crystal? You know, they've got a year and a half to do so, and I'm sure they'll do their best. <laughs> One last thing, you've been a, I've been a Jeff Bush skeptic. You've been maybe a little bit harsher of a Jeff Bush critic. I do think you can, you know, dynamics in this race are not helping Jeff Bush. He's, he's, he's not um, doing particularly well in either of the polls that were out this morning. He's down from where he was, and, and I think and isn't in the lead, I don't believe in either. In any case, they're all bunched, so it doesn't really matter. But Someone his name might be who started off the way he did with a big bang in December, January. He's now backed out among the field. Maybe he can, uh, you know, emerge as a very good candidate and, and sort of come back to the front. But I think he's a real risk of, of not even being in the top two or three. And I do think the Republican sentiment, that, uh, that the anti-Hillary Clinton sentiment, is hurting Jeb Bush indirectly. Right. If you're a Republican, you're thinking, gee, it would be great to have a young person, a Rubio, a Walker, fresh face, middle America. And then you think, oof, Jeb Bush, you know, maybe you like him, you respect him, but he doesn't fit that bill.
No, if only it run in 2012, and that would have been a completely different dynamic. One last thing, Bill. When people say Hillary is inevitable, there's nothing you can do. We're just finding out that FIFA president Sepp Blatter is resigning from the head of the International Soccer uh, Organization. So it just proves that even rich, corrupt people can be forced out of office. There you go. Well, that is that is good news, you know, and uh, that, uh, that's heartening about the state of the world in general. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's it's by no means over. The notion that it's inevitable and that nothing it's a very dynamic uh, situation. The world is very dynamic. And um, I would not be that surprised if Hillary Clinton has real – I think she will have a real challenge for the Democratic nomination. I'm not sure the challenger can actually beat her, but I think it will be a lot closer than it looks today. I think she steps out to take over the spot as FIFA president now that she's seen how much money you can make shaking people down. And uh, this may all resolve itself. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. You know, you should email her that. Tweet her. Tweet her. Just tweet her directly. I, I will. I, that at, at Hillary Clinton. I think that works. <laughs> Bill Crystal joining us uh, from Spain, of all places. Thanks so much for being part of today's podcast. Hey, thanks, Michael. Enjoy the soccer. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.